Welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Scalward. We are continuing our Inside Look series at the draft picks in the NFL draft. This uh, this series is presented to you by StatRoute, your top source for fantasy football and now fantasy basketball stats. Uh, you can go to Skull or go to StatRoute.com. Enter in the promo code SkullKingFF in order to get twenty five percent off your monthly subscription. Uh, again, in this episode, we are talking about uh, talking with uh, the voice of the Marshall Thundering Herd, Mr. Stephen Cotton, about the wide receiver Tyree Brady. Uh, this is a, a, a really a, a fun conversation we had about a wide receiver that has really come into his own the last couple of years uh, and I think is going to be one of the more underrated wide receivers in this draft. Uh, it would be really interesting to see where he goes. So, again, I hope you enjoy this episode as we talk about Tyree Brady from Marshall University. All right, well, for our next interview, uh, we are going to be talking about a, a lanky wide receiver out of the University or Marshall University, I believe. Um, uh, we are talking with the, uh, the voice uh, of Marshall's football team, uh, Mr. Stephen Cotton. Steve, thank you for uh, taking the time to be with us today. Sure thing, Ryan. No problem. All right, so Tyree Brady, 6'3", 206 pounds, had a, a very solid 2018 season, 71 catches, 1,000 yards, uh, nine touchdowns. Really, he had a solid uh, uh, year in 2017 as well, uh, you know, 62, 62 catches, almost 950 yards, another eight TDs. Really a, a solid, solid wide receiver. Uh, give us just kind of a little bit of your perspective on, on the career and especially this past season that Tyree has had. Well, Tyree was a two-year player for Marshall University, a transfer from the University of Miami. He's from South Florida, Homestead. Played for the Hurricanes for a couple of years, wanted uh, a different opportunity, and thought and was right in thinking that he could get a lot of playing time at Marshall and be a key component here for the Thundering Herd. And he was just that. He uh, sat out the 2016 season, like you said, had a uh, big year in 2017, burst onto the scene, at uh, a game at North Carolina State. How about this? Still a relatively unknown. You're about three games into the year. And he ends up at Carter-Finley Stadium there at NC State, catching passes for 248 yards on 11 receptions, had a 75-yard touchdown catch that was a, maybe a 20-yard pass downfield. He made a move and then just ran away from the Wolfpack secondary. So 248 yards a Carter-Finley Stadium record, and that's a place where, and not just for visitors, that's uh, for anybody, and that's a place where guys like Torrey Holt and Jericho Cotry played their entire careers. And so to hold that kind of a record says a lot about him. From that point on, he was certainly no surprise to anyone. And, uh, and like you said, ended up with 950 yards and eight touchdowns, but he missed virtually all of three games late in the season he uh, suffered an ankle injury on – it was very early in the game, and it might have even been the first play from scrimmage against Western Kentucky. Missed the next two games totally after missing the rest of that one. And uh, Marshall lost both of those games by two points and by one point. Probably a, a team that went eight and five on the year might have been ten and three if he stayed healthy. So a huge part of the team, and again, decided to return to Marshall for a senior season, even though – some of the uh, pro scout types were saying, yeah, you'll get your chance if you go to the NFL. 
wanted to come back and show that that was no fluke and had a, a good season again here as a senior. So really, uh, and, and a kind of a team first kind of guy, you know, was injured, like I said, at the end of his junior season, missed the last three games almost of the regular season, came back, wanted to play in the bowl game, even though people are telling him about his NFL future, had a huge game. Marshall beat Colorado State at the uh, New Mexico Bowl in Albuquerque, had a 76-yard touchdown catch, caught passes for 175 yards in that game. And then at the end of this year, you know, it's a, kind of a thing where a lot of guys who are uh, looking at their pro career sit out of bowl game. Well, he said no way he was going to play. Marshall beat South Florida at the uh, Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa this time around, and he was a big part of that too. So a guy who uh, really loves the game, a good team first guy, and uh, he was going to be out there and, and play with his brothers, as he called them, every opportunity that he had. Yeah, watching just watching some of his game game tape, I saw uh, I watched some of the tape from that North Carolina State game. Just phenomenal, his ability to get open, his away, his ability to pull away from uh, from defenders once he has the ball in his hand. Um, his his hands, though, I mean, his ability to focus. Uh, and be able to catch the ball in contested areas when he's got one or two guys on him. His hand strength is, I think, the thing that, that popped out to me the most when it comes to watching Tyree Brady. Yeah, and that uh, I noticed early when he was sitting out as a transfer in 2016. Two things are in my mind uh, firmly from that season. His hands and how he would and this went on throughout his career, but it, it, I noticed at first that year he was sitting out, the last guy to leave the field. He's working with the jugs gun and uh, extra extra work on that and, and can catch with just his hands and it seems like just his fingers and, uh, sometimes. And also that year, Marshall played Louisville, and he was the scout team version of Lamar Jackson. And so – do and – did a pretty presentable job of it and just the way he could run. So I said, okay, this guy a year from now when he gets his chance in 2017 has an opportunity because he's going to work as hard as he possibly can. And he's got the hands and also he can run around and make things happen after the ball's in his hands. So I thought there was uh, potential for some good things at that point. And then like you say, probably, when 10 years from now, I think back on Tyree Brady, the plays that are going to be in my mind are him going up one-on-one, -on -one, winning the battle with uh, fight, you know, competitive spirit, fighting for the ball, and often right on the sideline and having the awareness and the ability to get his feet down inbounds. That were, that, that's the way he made a lot of his big catches and helped Marshall win several football games the last couple of years. Yeah, that was actually going to be my next point was his footwork around the sidelines, his ability to get a foot down. Um, you know, I saw a couple times where he, um, you know, even though it's the college game, you only need one where he, you could tell he focused and made sure he got two feet down uh, before going out of bounds. His, so his, his, his attention to where his feet are at the sideline, uh, again, along with his, uh, his ability to, to catch the ball in contested areas, uh, just a phenomenal talent in terms of his, his awareness of, of where he's at with his body, with his feet, um, you know, where to have his hands in order to make sure that he's the one that comes down with the ball. He did it time and time again. And 
did it, and especially his senior season, because uh, Marshall lost the quarterback the previous year, went pro early, Chase Litton, he's uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs, and kind of unexpectedly tossed a freshman into the job as a starting quarterback, and a guy named Isaiah Green, who is very good, but is not, or was not, I should say, as accurate as he will be later in his career. Again, Marshall was planning on him being kind of the backup to Litton last year and wanted to have him ready to be the starting quarterback in this season coming up. So uh, Tyree, number one, was the focus of the defense. So he was often double-teamed, double, you know, bracketed, whatever the defense wanted to do. And then also often had to make a catch, make a play, adjust to a ball that might not have been the most accurate in the world. So, and all the while, often it's on the sideline. And he's then, after he does all that and gets the ball in his hands, he's got to figure out how to complete the play and get down inbound. So, yeah, that's impressive. That that whole package of him when he's covered, and often there might be two defenders there. You know, if he's over the middle, you know, he's battling a couple of guys for it and able to do all of those things and still make something positive happen, and even when he's such a focus of the defense and maybe the ball wasn't thrown exactly where it made it the easiest for him, and he still came through time and time again and made the plays. Yeah, his one of the things I think that really helps him, especially when, you know, when he's being bracketed, double-covered, is at the point, at the point of, of, of the snap, his, his quick feet at the line of scrimmage to try to – put himself in a position to get open um, is, is another thing that kind of kind of stepped out to me his his ability to um, really you know be quick um, you know for a guy his size I mean yeah he has the speed you know once he catches the ball but just the quickness uh, uh, in the in the very beginning of the play uh, to to be able to move himself to get into a spot to go and get open I think was is another thing that really stood out to me yeah, it is, and he's a guy who faced the other team's number one cornerback all the time. Uh, you know, he, he was Marshall's guy. They knew it, and the game plan was to make sure Tyree Brady didn't have a huge uh, afternoon or evening against that team. So he – and they would sometimes try to jam him on the line of scrimmage, and it didn't seem to work very often. He, And I wouldn't say that uh, Tyree's strength, and it certainly his upper body strength, is going to jump out when you're talking about the next level at the NFL. He's probably average in that. And yet, even the physical cornerbacks were not able to just tie him up on the line of scrimmage. He was able to get himself uh, open and, and make himself a target for, again, quarterbacks that were trying to themselves learn the game. And, uh, and especially early in the season, he was the security blanket. So there were a lot of footballs thrown his direction. And it wasn't surprising anybody. There was a little more variance in the offense later in the year as the young quarterback grew up a little bit. But that was uh, – yeah. And, and specifically, there was a game against Western Kentucky uh, early in the season. I think it was late September. He's still the guy. And most of the targets are, are – most of the throws are heading his direction in key situations. Marshall's down at the end of the game with under two minutes left, 17-13. Uh, to 13. So Marshall has to have a touchdown. And I believe it was a 32-yard touchdown pass when the entire uh, Western Kentucky defense is thinking about Tyree Brady on that play. And he released and found an open spot. 
caught the pass, uh, kind of a, a slant, maybe 10 yards downfield, and then had a couple of shimmies and shakes and a wiggle here and went uh, through and weaved his way through two or three uh, defenders and made it to the end zone to win the game. So that uh, probably that one play even more than running away from NC State or Colorado State players who, who you know are in the NFL now might have been uh, the, the play that showed the most of what he could do in terms of his career at Marshall. All right. The one uh, that you mentioned hit kind of his upper body strength. I, I think that was, again, that's the one thing in, in a lot of the um, analysis of Tyree Brady is the one thing that if, if there's something that could, he could work on is his upper body strength just to help him, you know, again, especially with physical corners in the, in the NFL. Um, I wanted to ask one last question about him just in, Overall, his general route running ability, um, you know, his ability to kind of, uh, you know, double move and, and move into cuts and everything. Just if you could make just a quick comment on that real quick. Well, I think that, uh, again, that's probably it, it was good in terms of being a college football player. But those are the kind of things, if, unless you're the supremely talented, you know, and you think at Marshall University, Randy Moss is what comes into mind. Uh, Unless you're at that level, you've got to do all the little things right. If you're going to be, you know, what most people say is probably a mid-round draft pick, maybe he can raise that stock a little bit by performing well at the Combine. But uh, that, pardon me, that attention to detail and getting that exactly right is what's going to make the difference for him. Now, the good thing about that is, like I said earlier, he's going to be the first one out of practice and the last one to leave to make sure he gets done what he needs to to uh, – prolong his career and make sure that he becomes an important part of whatever team ends up drafting him. All righty. Well, again, uh, Steve, we want to thank you for, for taking the, the time to, uh, to talk with us about Tyree Brady. Uh, again, uh, I'm very interested to see where he goes. Um, you know, as we've done some of these, uh, some of these interviews over the last couple of years, it's been uh, cool to, to get to know some of these players from, you know, again, the guys, the, the guys that cover them um, and kind of see how their careers develop. And, and it's, uh, for me, it's very exciting to see what uh, what Tyree Brady could possibly do uh, in the NFL, uh, depending, especially depending on you know what, what kind of system he gets in. So, well, Ryan, no problem. Appreciate it. And uh, like I say, he, he's a guy who has the want to. He has the work ethic, and it's a pretty skilled guy to start with. So, uh, I like his chances. All right, thank you so much, Steve. And uh, and uh, maybe uh, maybe we'll uh, give you another call again next year if we've got another player that's uh, that's uh, looking to come out into the draft. Sounds good, Ryan. All right, we'll talk to you later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.